Aguten Erev Shabbos. Baruch Shechiyanu Vikiyamanu. A recording is not a share. Baruch Hashem. We have the teleconference and those of you on Zoom. It's, uh, it's just a different... When you record, you talk to a recorder. When you give a share, you talk to people. The Hilagiyin. And Baruch Hashem, look forward to another year of tremendous chizuk and inspiration. Parshish Shoiftim has one of the strangest uh, processes in the entire Torah. Really mind-boggling process at the end of the parsha. It is called Egla Arufa. Fascinating. What does Egla Arufa mean? That means we find a corpse. Unfortunately, there was a Yid that was killed. And we find him. And we do something incredible. We have absolutely no idea who killed him. We measure to see which city he was the closest to. And we go ahead and we ask that city to bring a Egla Rufa, Kapara. And the Torah says, with that, you got rid of the evil. And the Rishonim are so bothered. This process has nothing to do with the murderer still at large. We just measure to the closest city and have the city's Rabbanim get up and say, we didn't murder this person? What does that mean? The Rabbanim murdered him? The Rabbanim have to say we didn't murder him? It's a mind-boggling concept. The Ebenezer says, no. In Yiddishkeit, there is no chance. There's nothing random. Which means if HaKadosh Baruch Hu made someone killed somewhere, that city's got to look in the mirror and say we're doing something wrong. And they need an atonement. <coughs> There's something the city is doing wrong. If an innocent Yid was killed in their midst. When something happens to a community, they have to remember they're missing something. What exactly was the community missing? The community says, Rabbanim say, we didn't kill him. Who, why do you think they killed him? Are we talking about murderers here? Says the Maral, something absolutely amazing. No, you did kill him inadvertently. When a Yid leaves a city, and he's not walked out and escorted emotionally and physically. He is now vulnerable and an attacker can easily attack him. Says the Maral, had you given him the proper emotional support and love that he needed, he would have had the power to overcome his attacker. So yes, indirectly we murdered. When you don't give someone the support they need, you have killed them. Scary? Your community needs an atonement because that person, if he had the proper strength and chizuk that he needed, he would have survived. That means every time there's a tragedy in a community, a tragedy doesn't have to mean death, but someone throws in the towel, someone gives up. Chas It's a time on the entire community. How did you let this person go? You can't imagine 
how many stories there are about people who are walking to jump off rooftops and someone said good morning to them and they said because of that good morning that no one gave them for years gave them a will to leave. I know of a bacher who was ready to drop out of yeshiva. He was done. He already packed up everything. He was ready on his way out. And Hashem put into the mind of an older bacher. He said, oh, I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? He says, not so good. He goes, what? How can I help? And right then and there, his plans chopped. Instead of becoming a dropout in the streets, he became a Talmud Chacham with a family today. The chizot you need. When you see someone in shul, someone at work, going through a hard time, it's incumbent upon you. Because if chas v'chalil or something were to happen to them, we are guilty. And we need to know that. The Torah teaches us in Pashas, uh, um, Pashas, in the Pashas of Yeshev, Miketz, Vahigash, the whole story of Yosef in jail. How did the whole Geul of Mitzrayim come about? Yosef saw two dejected people in jail. Not Jews. Two people. Two Yidin. Two non-Yidin, I mean. Went ahead, saw them frowning. What did he say? What's going on? That gesture of ready to give someone chizuk saved Kali Yisrael. Remember how true it is that if you don't give chizuk, chas v'shalom, chas v'shalom. I have a friend who lives here in Brookline. His name is Kenny Whitman. So he sends me wonderful stories from his Rebbe. Rabbi Salvechik. He had a very, very special relationship with Rabbi Salvechik. He, he sent me today at four o'clock <coughs> an amazing story. I had such chizr from this story. And you see the power of the opposite. How chizuk not... We, we saw about how not giving chizik can kill, how chizik can transform a life. He shared a story that there was a, uh, a Talmud at Yeshiva University who ended up, I think, being on the faculty. His name is Mayor Fulda. Never heard of the Yid, but this is what the story he sent me today. He seems like he was a, a teacher, a Rebbe at uh, Yeshiva University for, he says, over 60 years. But anyway, Rabbi Fulda shared the following story. The first time he met his Rebbe, Rabbi Salavajik, he asked him where he came from. And interesting, his last name was Fulda. And he says he came from the community of Fulda in Germany. And Rabbi Salavajik turned to him and said something. He said, do you know that Fulda was famous in Germany for a city being the most committed to Torah and Yiddishkeit? And listen to what he tells him. In Germany, unlike almost every other city, that had a reformed synagogue. And Rosh told him that Fulda was never affected by the assimilation of Germany. And Orthodox Jewry remained very strong. And now, Rosh turned to him, this young kid, Rameh Fulda, and he asked him the following question. Can you tell me, how could the city have not succumbed to these major winds? We have no idea what the, the winds of a skull in Germany were were clueless. And he turned, Rabbi Salvechik asked this young kid, Mayor Fulda, could you tell me a secret from Fulda? I, 
It's almost like the opposite kind of story. Mamish. Not where's the other corpse and attribute it to the city. There's such an amazing thing that the reform movement had zero infiltration into that city. And he asked this young boy, could you tell me what was unique about the city of Fulda? Listen to what he shared. He said, yeah, there were two distinct traits that characterized the Jewish community of Fulda. Number one, no one ever looked down at anyone else. Secondly, everyone who was religious tried to positively influence others to become like them. But listen to how the story that he shared. And he shared that with love, they got people to join. He said there was a large department store in the, in the city of Fulda that was owned by a guy, a non-Jew. And obviously it was open on Friday and Shabbos. The owner decided to retire and sell his business. And he couldn't find anyone in Fulda. He found a wealthy Jew in Frankfurt, a non-observant Jew, to buy his department store that's in, located in Fulda. And sure enough, he moved to Fulda. And guess what? He was a non-religious non Jew. And he decided he's going to open up his store in Chavez. The Rabbanim in the community, as you can imagine, were devastated. And he brings down here, I don't have time for the whole story. The three Chosh Rabbanim in the city got together and they had a meeting. Obviously, they met with him originally. They asked him, if you call Shabbos? He said, I really would love to, but I can't afford it. He, he offered his funny story. He offered that he put a sign on the on the window directing that all Jews that want to shop on Shabbos should come to a side door. <laughs> the Rabbanim were far, far, far from, uh, from satisfied. But the story goes like this. There are three Rabbanim had together that different Mahalchem had a meeting and they came up with a joint plan. That Shabbos, the Rav got up in Shul, shares the details with all the names. The Rav got up in Shul and the Rav said, today, after Kiddush, after Musaf, nobody goes home to make Kiddush. Every single person walks to the department store and not protests. Everyone goes and says, Good Every man, woman, and child needs to go to the department store and say good to the owners of the store. Anyway, sure enough, they went the first week. The next Shabbos, the Rav announces, let this continue every week. Second week, third week. Everyone respectfully, good Shabbos to the owner, good Shabbos to the owner, and that's it. Imagine, before Kiddush, before the meal, everyone, the sixth Shabbos, the fifth or sixth Shabbos, the Rav gets up and says, I basically have an announcement to make. Starting today, there's no need to go to the store anymore. Everyone can go home directly and make Kiddush. And the Rav says, can I ask Mr. So-and-so to step up? And this Gentile, this uh, not religious Jew walks up to the front and in tears says, there was such a strong display of love to him. Although he wasn't abiding to what Rabbanim asked, that he said him and his wife decided they want to be like those people. And they went ahead and they decided they're becoming Shem Shabbos. It took five weeks of Good Shabbos. And I thought to myself, we have a story in the parasha about we attribute a tragedy to a city. It was clear to Rabbi Salavechik that if there was a community that was never ravaged by the reform, and it stayed Erluch, there has to be a reason. The first question he asked this young man 
what was unique about Fulda. And after this mayor, young mayor Fulda shared with him this amazing story, he said, that makes sense now. It was with the love. So listen to this. A lack of support kills. Support can take a person who is defiantly, perhaps, Mechal Shabbos to become a Shemr Shabbos. It doesn't work another way. This is the lesson we attribute bad behavior to a city and good behavior to a city. If there are good products in the community, people are strong and happy and Oibdi Hashem, you know people are doing the right thing. Remember the next time someone's near you, the Torah HaKtosha says, if someone from a shul gets weaker in Yiddishkeit or gets weaker emotionally, it's a problem with that shul. It's a problem with that community and with that school. We had to have support in them. Because look, if we will support them, we can get them to anywhere we want. We can take them to Chal Shabbos. And in front of the whole city, five weeks later, we'll get up public and say we decided to become a Shem Shabbos. That's the power of a community and that's the power of Chizuk. Let's have a wonderful Shabbos as we prepare this incredible Chaydish of El.